Let's pray. Almighty and gracious God, our Lord, we give you thanks for sending your kingdom down to us, for allowing us to uh, take part in all of the wonderful promises and receive all the gifts that you have promised to us through Jesus. Lord, I pray that you help us to encounter and interact with your gifts of grace that have been poured out upon us each and every day in our lives, that we experience the power of your grace to transform us and the power of your love to be with us always. Pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. So as some of you know now, uh, last week I celebrated a unique milestone in my life as I celebrated my 30th birthday. And uh, a lot of you shared wishes of love and thanks and blessings, so, uh, you know, special thanks to all of you. But along with that, uh, there were two really comical things that happened early on in the week. And I wanted to share them with you this morning. The first uh, was on Tuesday morning, so the day after my birthday. And uh, I walked into the office on Monday morning, and everyone greeted me and basically said, Happy birthday. You know, that was the greeting for the day. Well, Tuesday morning when I walked into the office, uh, one of our volunteers, the first person who saw me, looked at me and said, Good morning, old man. And uh, I said, Yes, finally. They don't see me as a kid anymore. All right. Uh, but then uh, the, the second thing was actually on uh, my birthday, on Monday afternoon, uh, after our staff meeting, Pastor Mark offered to take me out for lunch, and of course I said, absolutely, and so uh, while we're walking to the car, he asked, where do you want to go? And uh, that question will be important later in the story, but uh, I said, yeah, I don't really know, and you know, I, I named all of the places that we've been to before, because he's taken me to a few different places now, and so he started listing places that we hadn't been. And uh, eventually we settled on going to the Olney Grill, and uh, we went there, and it was good, and, and we're about halfway through our meal, and uh, I see the waitress come out of the kitchen. Now, Pastor Mark couldn't see this because his back was towards the kitchen, but I see the waitress come out of the kitchen, and she's holding a cake, and it's got candles in it. And uh, we kind of make eye contact and smile, and immediately I think to myself, no way. I've been with this guy since 10.30 in the morning. There's no way that he had time to make a call or a text or something like that. I mean, how could he have gotten this off without me knowing? And not only that, remember, he asked me, where do I want to go? So then I'm thinking to myself, well, does he have like a standing cake order at different restaurants today? I mean, that's impressive, but wow, how does he make all that happen? So uh, as the waitress comes towards us, I'm having all these thoughts. It's like 20 seconds. She walks down. She's smiling, holding the cake. She gets to our table and makes a sharp right turn uh, to the table against the wall. Now at this point, Pastor Mark can see the waitress with the cake, and he can see my face. And without missing a beat, he looks at me and goes, if you want a piece of cake, you can go ask them and just tell them it's your birthday too. And uh, needless to say, I, I didn't have any cake, but we had a really good laugh together. And I share all of that with you this morning, uh, because as I was thinking about both of those moments this past week, I found myself being reminded of a very simple and yet powerful biblical truth. It's something that is true uh, in my life and true in all of your lives as well. And the truth is this. Every day we live is another opportunity to experience God's grace. And uh, God's grace sometimes comes to us in the midst of joy and laughter and a good joke. And God's grace comes to us sometimes in the midst of healing and in the midst of hurting. And then there are those times where we're not even expecting it, where we're not even searching for it. And yet God's grace comes to us like the gift that it is in our lives. And so in all of those moments, we're reminded of this incredible reality, this promise that grace is with us every single day. 
And in fact, that is part of what Jesus is teaching us this morning in this set of parables. Uh, As you know, uh, two weeks ago, we heard a different parable from the same chapter of Matthew, Matthew chapter 13, where uh, Jesus talks about a bunch of different parables kind of in succession. And in fact, in our gospel reading, you heard three parables, but uh, for the sake of the message, I just want to focus on two of them, uh, each of which is connected in this reality, this biblical truth that God's grace is something we can experience every single day. And... The reality of that grace comes to us as we encounter the kingdom of heaven. So, uh, Jesus begins his parable. He says, The kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in a field, which someone found and hid. Then in his joy, he goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. So just picture that for a moment. Uh, There is a random man out wandering in a field. It's not his field, it's seemingly someone else's, but there he is. And he finds himself just wandering across this field, walking around, not seemingly a care in the world, but really with no purpose. He's just wandering through this field, not really worried about what's going on around him or what is going on in front of him. And then seemingly out of nowhere, as this man is wandering around, he stumbles upon a treasure that has clearly been hidden in this field for quite some time. This man was not looking for a treasure. He wasn't looking for anything. He was simply wandering in the field, and yet, there it was. Now, usually, uh, when Jesus is teaching through parables, it's, it's meant to be seen as a figure of speech. Uh, and yet, in this case, with these two parables, I think we can take them both figuratively and literally. Because uh, the comparison that Jesus makes here is that uh, this man wandering out in the field, he compares the treasure that the man finds to finding the kingdom of heaven. And so essentially what Jesus is saying here is that sometimes the kingdom of heaven comes to us without having to search for it. And this is a biblical reality that we can see in the lives of uh, plenty of different people in the Bible. Uh, Just think about the disciples for a second. Uh, You've got uh, Peter and Andrew and James and John, all of whom are fishermen by trade. And uh, they are out fishing when Jesus comes to them. They are thinking about how they're going to make a livelihood. They're thinking about how they're going to continue to care for their lives and everything going on. They are not searching for anything other than the fish they're trying to catch. And yet, Jesus calls them out of their boats and they leave everything behind and follow him. In that moment, they encounter uh, the kingdom of heaven in a way that changes everything about their lives forever. Or even think about uh, the writer of this gospel, Matthew. Uh, Matthew was a tax collector by trade, Uh, and so there's a good chance he was despised and not liked by many of the people in his community. And yet, Jesus comes to him too and calls him from what he was doing, and Matthew leaves everything behind and follows Jesus. The kingdom of heaven simply comes to him, and he follows, and he goes, and it changes his life. And there are plenty of other stories like these, and uh, there's a chance that this is your story like it is mine. You were brought to church as an unsuspecting child. And uh, one day you were brought forward by your parents and uh, you stood and someone poured water over your head. And you heard the words in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. You were not searching for the kingdom of heaven and yet the kingdom of heaven came to you. Now in the second parable then, uh, Jesus uh, kind of says the same thing but he uses a different illustration. See, he says, again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant in search of fine pearls. On finding one pearl of great value, he went and sold all that he had and bought it. 
So in the first parable, we have a man who is out wandering, not searching for anything. And in the second parable, we have a man who is clearly searching for something very specific. Uh, Jesus calls him a merchant. Now, a merchant is someone who would have worked in the, in the business of trades, and so I kind of imagine a, a man going to an ancient marketplace and bartering and trading. Maybe this is kind of like the modern-day flea market, if people still go to those things. And essentially, you're, you're looking and you're bartering, you're trading, you're meeting with all these people, and you're searching for this one thing. This man searching for a set of pearls. And he searches far and wide, diligently looking to find this set. And yet... All he finds is one pearl of great value. Not one set of pearls, but one pearl. When he finds this one pearl, he realizes that he has found what he was looking for. That this pearl is greater than anything else he could possibly find. And here again, uh, this, this pearl, this merchant that is searching for the pearl, Jesus compares that to a person who is searching for the kingdom of heaven. And so, essentially, what Jesus is saying here is that when we are searching for the kingdom of heaven, we will always find it. And this, too, comes out of the other uh, stories and the lives of people that we read about in Scripture. Uh, Some of the examples that come to mind are the woman that is uh, in the crowd and who is searching for healing. And all she does is reach out and touch Jesus' cloak. And like that, she is healed. Or uh, I think about the the Ethiopian eunuch in Acts chapter 8, who is uh, clearly uh, in in need of something more, in need of of this this life change, and he's taken down to a river, and he is baptized. And he there receives this kingdom of heaven as he was searching for something greater. Or uh, think about Nicodemus. Nicodemus is the high priest who uh, comes to Jesus late at night because he's having this deep crisis of faith. He's searching for the kingdom of heaven. He's searching for something more, and he finds it when he meets Jesus. Or think about Zacchaeus, uh, the tax collector that, that everyone knew and no one liked. Jesus comes to him because he's up in a tree trying to find Jesus. Jesus comes to him and says, come down, we're going to go have dinner together at your house. Then you even have John the Baptist. Uh, the one who was sent before Jesus to prepare the way for Jesus, and he too is searching for him, and Jesus comes to him and is baptized by John. And all of these stories and so many more, you have these people who for one reason or another are searching for God. They're searching for the kingdom of heaven. Maybe they're looking to to find answers about something going on. Uh, Maybe they're they're looking for some sort of explanation for the the brokenness in the world or uh, the brokenness in their own lives. And the promised reality is that uh, when, when those people and when you and I go and we search for the kingdom of heaven, Jesus promises to bring it to us. That when we search for Jesus, we will always find him. And every time uh, we, we experience, every time we encounter Jesus, we encounter the kingdom of heaven. And so uh, you've got these, these two men, these two different parables. The one guy who is uh, out searching and Jesus compares his empty search to uh, the kingdom of heaven because he finds this treasure that he wasn't looking for. And you've got the other man who was searching for a set of things. He finds one pearl, and that one pearl is just like the kingdom of heaven because his search is done. And so in the midst of this, what, what Jesus is doing, the reason he puts these parables together is because he's teaching us about the reality of how any of us experience the kingdom of heaven. It's not about uh, what we are doing or our own actions. It's not about the, the, the choices we make or, or even whether we're searching for it or not. The reality is the kingdom of heaven comes to us because of God's grace. 
that whether you are searching or not searching, God's kingdom comes by grace. It comes uh, by grace for the people who are not looking for it, and they find it. And it comes by grace for the people who were diligently searching for it, and it's presented before them. God's presence in our lives is only because of the grace that he has poured out upon us in Jesus. And, and the best part, the, the beauty of this gift of grace is that God wants to keep giving it to us. God wants us to constantly experience this grace every single day. He wants us to know that the grace that is found in his kingdom will always be ours. And grace changes everything. Look back at how the two parables end. Right, The first man, who wasn't searching for anything... Upon finding the treasure in the field, the parable ends by he goes and sells all that he has and he buys that field. And for the merchant, the one who was searching, when he finds that one pearl, he went and sold all that he had. This is the reality of experiencing life in the kingdom of heaven. This is the reality of experiencing life and found in the grace of God. The grace of God offers people something that they can't find anywhere else. And once you've experienced God's grace, your life is different forever. You know that that nothing else compares to that rich grace of God. And experiencing God's grace in your life causes you to see and value all of life differently. That everything about your life is different because you have received God's grace. Just like these men in the parable. There's nothing in this world that is greater than God's grace. And his promise is that his grace is always yours because of Jesus. And so because you have experienced God's grace in your own life, the reality is that every day you are living off of grace. Whether you've ever thought about it this way or not, every single day is a day when God's grace comes into your life, It is living and active and constantly working in it. And this means that every day, It's another opportunity for you to experience God's grace. As followers of Jesus, this is the life that we are called to. We're called to to daily give thanks, to daily experience the grace of God in our lives, and to share that grace with the world around us. Because the beauty of this grace is that it never runs out. There's more for everyone, and that it is a gift from God. That uh, there is nothing we can do to lose that grace, and nothing we can do to earn that grace. It is a free gift that God gives to us in Jesus. Whether we find ourselves lurking for it and needing it, or whether we're not searching for it at all, the promise that God makes to me and to you is that his grace will always be there with us, because that is what he does in Jesus. In Jesus, God sends the fullness of his grace down to us. He invites us to experience that grace every single day. You know, uh, last week was actually a big week for a few different reasons. One of them, of course, being my birthday at the beginning of the week. Uh, but at the end of the week, it was a different milestone and an equal, uh, equally great celebration. Uh, this past Friday uh, was the anniversary of uh, four years of my time as a pastor here at St. Andrew. <laughs> And uh, I've spent the last week then thinking about this passage and these parables, and I've seen how what Jesus teaches us here has been true in my life over these last four years. That when I have been in desperate search for the kingdom of God, it has come to me. 
and in the moments where I least expected to find it, where I wasn't searching for it at all, the kingdom of God was there. And in all of those moments and so many more, I've been deeply reminded of the presence of God and the gift of his grace in my life every single day. And the reality that I get to share that gift, that grace with all of you, that you have reminded me that I am a recipient of that same grace. This is a promise and reality that I hope I've shared with you over these last four years, and it's one I look forward to continuing to sharing. As we begin year five together, there's really no better way to start than to point us back to the thing that brings us all together, to experience the reality of God's grace in our lives here and now and every day, to experience and encounter the kingdom of heaven that has come to us once again. My hope and prayer is that uh, together we continue to experience that grace each and every day of our lives. And that grace works in our hearts to transform us, to transform everything about our lives now and forever. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit.